You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I know how good Mookie Betts is. I've had him ranked as the second best player, and I think most people do, the second best player in all of baseball. And his contract would lead you to believe that that is the case. The thing about Mookie Betts is that I watch highlights of him because, you know, I'm paying attention to what's going on with the White Sox and what's going on with the Cubs. That's the gig. like That's the job of what we do here at the score. I've seen highlights, but I don't watch a lot of games. And this year in particular – with the Cubs not straying into the NF, the, I can't believe I almost said NFC West. I guess I just did say NFC West. Not playing the National League West, it wasn't like there were a lot of opportunities to see Mookie Betts as a Dodger. And I got to tell you, man, watching him throughout the season, he made this incredible throw early in the regular season from the right field line to third base. And it was reminiscent of Vlad Guerrero or Roberto Clemente. Like the guys with the really, really strong arms. It was in that category of a throw so good that you go, oh my God. But can you imagine ever being at a place athletically to be able to throw like that? And the throw that he made... He was tracking the ball to the the right field line. He catches it and then sets. So it wasn't like he was – it wasn't like a a play where a right fielder is coming in on a ball and has all their momentum going towards third base or going towards second or going towards home. Or even the the, the rare times when there's a hard-hit ball to right field, the player's coming in, and they can make a throw to first base. This was him tracking the ball, catching the ball, then step and throw to third base, and I just went, wow. I, I retweeted it, and all of us were that were talking inside that Twitter conversation were saying the same thing. Like, is this even real? Is, is it possible that something like this is real? And we, I had a discussion with a bunch of guys who Clinton Yates kind of put a bunch of us together, and we were having this kind of – town hall about black baseball players 
and we were talking about like our favorite players right now and a lot of great names came up inside the discussion and we talked for like an hour it was really a lot of fun we even had like guys like Marquise Grissom were inside it's a Tory Hunter were where they were talking with us about all of this stuff and so we went around the entire conversation and asked well who's your favorite black player right now and I said Mookie Betts and it's the easy answer but it's the right one he does everything absolutely everything that you want hits for average hits for power steals bases I think This year, if you include the playoffs, he's stealing bases at like a 90% clip. He plays great defense. He is a great teammate. And it begs the question of why exactly did the Red Sox feel like they needed to move on from the second best player in the game? And I get that you're trying to, you couldn't afford him and put that in quotation marks because think about that. The idea that the, the Red Sox couldn't afford a player, a player that great and, and that ensconced in, in your community. You couldn't afford to have that player on your team. The Dodgers, and this is a World Series that I think is is indicative of really great general managing on both sides. And Andrew Friedman, who used to be with the Tampa Rays, he's doing a lot of the same stuff, but he now has the money to go over the top and bring in players and make a deal and understand that you want a long-term deal with a guy like Mookie Betts. He now has the the actual dollars to be able to do something like that. But if I'm a Boston fan, I'm furious while I'm watching this because there were no questions about how good Mookie Betts was. It was just a question of could you get a deal done, and, and clearly the Red Sox weren't were saying publicly that they weren't in a financial place where they could make a deal. I don't want to harp on that. I want to harp on the amount of joy that I've gotten watching Mookie Betts play. And I feel like he's been one of the reasons why I've enjoyed baseball as much this season. And I, I plan on talking about this on the show today, about the what we've learned. Because what was the fear the, the fear for most people with a 60-game season was, well, you're not going to get a true champion or the best teams aren't going to find their way to the World Series. And what have we gotten? And maybe this is luck, but I, I don't think so. I think the, the two best teams in baseball found their way to the World Series. So it leads me to the question of, do we really need 162 games to get the best two teams in the World Series. Now, you can look back on what happened last year with the Nationals and say if it's a 60-game season, the Nationals wouldn't have found themselves in the playoffs. I think through the first 50 games, they were 19-31. and And we would have been robbed of seeing Juan Soto and that good team of really interesting players that have been collected out there in D.C. Granted, it's a it's a fair argument, and there's probably not enough data for me to, to come to a conclusion on this. But even in the playoffs where there were a couple of upsets here or there, it pretty much stayed true to the teams that we thought were good. We thought Atlanta was really good. 
throughout the season. And we saw them advance and do some of the things that we had seen them do throughout the season. We thought that the Dodgers were the best team in baseball. Here are the Dodgers sitting here in the World Series. We knew that the Tampa Rays probably have the best all-around operation and they're doing it, they're balling on a budget down there in Tampa. And they've consistently over the last few years have been one of the better teams in baseball. And they found themselves in the World Series. There weren't a lot of surprises. As much as we would have thought that there were surprises in this postseason because, oh, look at that. The White Sox got in and and the Astros weren't good and they got into the playoffs. And 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 look at look at the the teams that kind of snuck in and the NL Central sent a couple of bad teams into the playoffs. Right. And then at the end of it, what did we get? We got the Dodgers and we got the Rays. We got the 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 two teams that we probably would have wanted to see in the first place, right? Anyway, this sprint to the finish and it may just be because I've been a like you, we've all been kind of prisoners in our own house for a certain extent because we're trying to stay healthy and stay safe. Maybe that plays a role into why I'm enjoying it so much. But I tend to think that the chaos of baseball this season has lent itself to a more enjoyable product. And this is from, I'm someone who does, I believe in the strength of the schedule. I believe in, it means something to win a division and it's the hardest thing to do. When you're going up in a 162-game season, like the grind of it, it's just unparalleled. It's just unparalleled. It is one of the hardest things to do in sports is, is be a team that in a full schedule where you're playing a little bit of everybody, and maybe that has something to do with it too. The fact that we're not seeing every single team it's brought a little bit of the mystery back of, well, wait, how good are these guys? How good are this, is this Cubs team? Because they've been playing in the National League Central. Does that allow them to be good when they go up against the Marlins? And the Marlins are another team where, where they got into the playoffs, and I was looking at their rotation like they're a problem. And what would have happened to them? Would we have been given the opportunity to watch Sixto Sanchez in the playoffs if we're playing a, a regular season? I know I started this about Mookie Betts, and I want to get back to, to Mookie Betts because I just find him to be he's, – he's like Mike Trout, but he's got more personality. And I don't, want to, I don't want to rag on Mike Trout because I feel like a lot of people do that, including the commissioner of baseball. And I, I just see a guy that – in Trout that is just – an unbelievable player and we should just marvel at it but when you can add in the fact the second best player in baseball is five foot nine and 180 pounds and he's out here doing work he's been just great to watch in the playoffs you see him make these incredible catches at the wall you see him make the incredible throws he is everything that we ask baseball players to be 
him and Trout. Like Trout is that too. Like you, Trout is out here doing his best. I feel like that gap between those two guys is getting a little bit closer. And I know I haven't looked at the wins above replacement this season for both of those guys. But I know that Mookie Betts for me has become a stop and watch player. And I like that. We there are a bunch in Chicago too. You know, that I I think Luis Robert is one of those guys, even with the struggles that he had, because of some of the things that he can do with his his glove, with his arm. He needs to work on the the against the wall thing so he can be like Mookie Betts. But you're seeing the stuff that Betts is doing is carrying over to his teammates. There there's an energy that he plays with that I find appealing as someone who's a big baseball fan. And this year, I've really, really enjoyed baseball more than I thought I would. I did think that this season would be watered down. I did think that it wouldn't, it wouldn't rise to the level of reaching me emotionally with my own team, with the White Sox, that it wouldn't reach me on an emotional level, you know, doing the David Ross show. And it did. Like, I, I was invested more in the 2020 baseball season than I've been in a while. And honestly, I'm invested in this World Series more than I have been for years. I am making it appointment television. I am, and, and I enjoy game one. The Dodgers, the Dodgers are, have the capability, and you saw it in their series with Atlanta, to just kind of flip a switch and say, yeah, we're just going to start hitting now. And their lineup is just bananas. You look at the guys that they have in that lineup, up and down that thing, with Betts and Seager and Turner and Muncie and the Will Smith versus well, even a guy like A.J. Pollock. Kike Hernandez is coming off the bench and hitting bombs. Mad that he's not getting playing time. And he's out here hitting bombs. And that's even before we start talking about Bueller and Kershaw. It's been cool. I mean, I, I'm good with however this thing concludes. Because I think that at the end of this, we got, we kind of got what we were looking for. As baseball fans, we, we got to see the best versus the best. And if it ends up being a Dodgers sweep and they finally kind of get through that hurdle of not having a World Series on their resume, that's cool. But we got the number one team in the American League and the number one team in the, in the National League playing in the World Series. Don't tell me that a 60 or... I mean, 60 is probably extreme. The number that I keep going back to in my head is 100. Don't tell me that a 100-game season wouldn't feel this good. And I think that the sprint aspect of it plays a role. I'm enjoying the World Series. The two teams that I don't really care about. That's the goal for Major League Baseball. It's a provincial sport. It's a regional sport. To make someone care nationally is the goal that they should strive for. And I think they hit the right note. And I'm not sure what that means about the future. But I can tell you in 2020, I've enjoyed this more than I expected.